welcome to our podcast. Here's Melissa, Laura, and Rob. Hello, welcome to today's podcast. So our cacao is ready. Hello. Good day, everyone. The cacao. Who would like to bless Laura? Would you like to bless the cacao? Mm. All right. So... to start with right start there everything else sort of like will fall into place so if you just start with one little thing everything else will sort of fall into place 
Mm-hmm. And then you learn in that process, mm-hmm. like we learned, that finally, it's funny because finally, the three microphones, they're all like the first that I had, and I had to go all around and try many, so like at the end, okay, that was the right one, it reminds me of The Alchemist. Oh, the mm-hmm. book by Paulo Coelho. Mm-hmm. I had to go all around to finally come back to the beginning. So, oh, I always had this. Right. But you had, you needed the journey to understand. Exactly. Exactly. It's in the journey that we learn so much. Yeah. And so in this episode, I would like to talk about coaching more because it's um, coaching is such a new. Um, a new kind of how you call it work job mm-hmm. something new yeah. even though it's oh. starting in the 70s but it's still very new and many people don't really know what's the difference between a coach a therapist a psychology a psychiatrist bro i hope between a psychiatrist and a coach yes but a mentor a counselor counselor mm-hmm. so we really would like to speak about this yeah yeah, there, there's so many distinctions, and a lot of people don't really know what's what, what's you know where to go to, who to go to for some of these things, um, and there really is a, a big distinction. And of course, you know, like it's like saying I want to go to therapy, so I go to a psychiatrist. Well, guess what? You're not going to get therapy from a psychiatrist. They're just going to give you a prescription. Right. If you want therapy, then you go to a therapist. Right. But if you didn't know, you would just assume a psychiatrist is where you go. It's not. And the same thing goes holds true for between like therapy and coaching. Yeah. You know, there's definitely a, a difference there as well. You know, where therapists um, are actually um, in the medical field and they've done some uh, studies there so they they can diagnose people. Whereas a coach, coaches don't diagnose. We don't diagnose anyone with any mental illness or anything like that. We're literally just here to help people process and be accountable in their in their integration. Yes, we can really say like if you a therapist work more with the past, with the unconscious, the lower unconscious, mm-hmm. with the traumas. Mm-hmm. And so, and the traumas are, are really, really like um, in depth of the person, and the person is unable to move forward in any possible way. And so, really need that deep work just on that lower unconscious, you know, like uh, sort of it, that whatever trauma, whatever um, uncomfort they had became so chronic that became a disease and that's why a therapist is more of a doctor diagnosing you when you are the patient well a coach when you are ready that you're ready to move forward you're ready to work on your present and your past it doesn't mean you're completely healed but those traumas whatever you have in your lower conscious is not something that is completely blocking you it's not a stop sign you know it's you you understand there are bumps in the road there are obstacles on the road but you know you want to work with those obstacles you know you want to move forward and it's you're you're more ready to take the your life in your hands right and there is no judgment in that when i'm saying that it's just real distinction 
because if you feel yourself you are not ready it's not your time you need therapist you need to go with for a therapist but if you're like there is many people that are still feeling there's something not let's say right with them and they they go to a therapist but they actually need a coach because they already are at that place where they can take the hand the life in their hands Mm -hmm. and they're ready to move forward and yes there is maybe some discomfort and happiness, but that's most of that. It's because there's something that wants to emerge in your future and in the higher unconscious. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely um, a distinction between the past and the future, right? And when you are still an individual focused on your past traumas and you can't identify them you don't know they exist you just know you're miserable and that's pretty much it um then a therapist can really be helpful Mm -hmm. to uncover where where is all this stemming from what happened and how can we address it but once you've done some of that work you know or you've even done it in your own self and let's say you don't have you don't necessarily have to go to a to a therapist but if you've done that kind of heavy work where you've done a lot of soul searching and a lot of um, shadow work within yourself and you're ready to now, okay, say, okay, I'm ready to step in to a brighter future, but I don't know how. That's when a, a coach is really valuable. I like thinking of a coach in the traditional term, you know, if you associate it with, you know, sports. Mm. You know, coach is somebody who assesses your current situation, provides guidance and instruction, and helps you achieve your your highest potential. And it's so different than a therapist because your know, coach isn't going to want to help you with your traumas, and a therapist isn't going to try to tell you what you need to do with your life. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and in that, like a. Uh we can do even more distinction because um, in that, like a sport coach, we can see a sport coach at the same time as a coach, as a mentor, as a consultor, consultant. And in, in, in the mental field, we are going to separate also what is a mentor, what is a consult, consultant, and what is a coach. So a mentor is someone you are learning from. So the relationship is teacher mentoree right teacher student mm-hmm. and so you're learning something the consultant is someone that we know in business like that may be the easy example someone that comes in and like is an expert so the relationship is expert person with a problem and the expert will come in and like observe from an outsider point of view so a fresh point of view and see okay this is not right is not right you need to do this this and this and in coaching in in um in in this field coaching is a relationship between like an equal relationship more so a coach see the client so no more we don't call it patient mm-hmm. the client as someone that's whole and resource resourceful mm-hmm yeah, they have agency over their own um, 
their own life and they can and it's not up to us to change that in any way we can guide them give them tips um, if they see they want some changes in their life but they have to want that um, it's not up to us to provide any anything like that we're not going to force you know our clients to do anything um, if they don't want to they have like I said they have their own agency versus like with therapy I I I mean, yes, that they don't want to infringe on the, um, their client's agency as well, their patient's agency. But at the same time, like if they notice that their client or their patient needs to address certain things, they're going to constantly badger that patient and to get them to you know, work on it, whatever it is they need to work on. And they'll consistently do that versus, I think, us, like... For a coach, if we, you know, if we see, okay, hey, you know, this we're seeing you, you, you need to address this. Uh, if the person says no, I'm not. That's not what I want to do. Then it's like, okay, I, I hear you, and when you're ready, you let me know. <laughs> like, there's no forcing it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, therapist and the therapist will be again like doctor patient, so like diagnosing you and giving you what to do and. The mentor will be like someone like, okay, you learn from me and this is the way, but I'm still like, listen where you're learning. Yeah. Uh, the consultant will be, okay, this is the plan. You just need to do this for this to work, period. Yeah. And the coach will be, let's go create this together. The coach will be, I see you. I see you as a whole being. Mm-hmm. I see you. I see your soul. And I know, and I, I know that there is... We keep growing throughout our life. So coach is someone that will support your growth in between stages in your adultship. Right. Exactly. And so, but as a coach is someone, I was like, I, I think I talked about this before, like a metaphor of the labyrinth or a mirror, right? So, because I, I feel almost, okay, if you, as a coach you're co-creating with me, what would I need you if I'm a whole? Well, first of all, if you're something your face, you need a mirror to see that, mm-hmm. right? So you need someone external that is able to see the whole you from the outside and also someone who has the tools to guide you, right? But at the same time, when I'm saying co-creating, again, like you are like you are in the labyrinth and you're the labyrinth and you're inside the labyrinth and I'm outside. So from the outside, I can see more than you, but at the same time, I need your collaboration because I'm not in it. So I don't know if the door that I see from far away, it's a door you can enter or not. Mm. Or if it's not even a door, maybe it looks like a door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think uh, the more people... um, sort of identify their own needs then they can then they can really like look to see what they need in their own life but if you don't know let's say you're one of those people that you're not really sure what do I what do I need do I need a coach do I need a um a therapist do I need a psychiatrist like what do I need then um I would say maybe the, your first stop is, hey, go go to a coach because a coach will tell you, mm-hmm. a good coach will tell you, hey, you know what? You need some, you need someone else. You don't need me. You need a therapist or you need a psychiatrist. I can't help you. 
a coach, a good coach will tell you that they'll know their boundaries and they'll know what they are capable of with you. So if you're not sure, then the easiest place to go to is a coach. And they're much less expensive than a psychiatrist. <laughs> but, but, but truthfully, um, you know, if you're really unsure, if you're at, at a space where you don't know where to turn to, um, a coach is a great place to start. And then you can determine, you know, with the coach, okay, do I need further help? Do I need other things? Um, and then a lot of people, there's a lot of people who pra- with, pra- with their own practices where they'll actually have their patient... Um, they'll have a psychiatrist, a therapist, and a coach. Mm-hmm. They'll have all three mm-hmm. um, because all three have, bring value, right, in, into the overall healing of the person. So, you know, sometimes it's not a one one thing fits all. It's just uh, you just need to know what's best for you for that moment in time. Right, Rob? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Rob's sitting there staring at his cacao, like he's willing it to, <laughs> to do something. To last longer. <laughs> For the cacao to last longer? Yeah, well, actually, to be honest with you, I was a little spicy, so I had to excuse myself to go blow my nose, so um, I missed what we were talking about. Oh. I outed myself. We were talking about the differences between coaching and a therapist, like a coach and a therapist versus, mm-hmm. let's say, a psychiatrist, and really the different roles. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I was just saying that, you know, if you want to know, if you don't know what you need, if you're like a person listening to this podcast and you don't know what you need, my recommendation was go to a coach because a good mm-hmm. coach will tell you, yeah, that's not in my scope. You're, you need something else. Um, you'll need a therapist or you need a psychiatrist. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I mean, the goal of the coach is for the coach to identify things that you don't even see. So that's Mm -hmm. why you go to a coach. I mean, if you knew it all, you wouldn't need a coach. But if you have, you know, those thoughts of, hey, things could be better. I want to improve. You know, I have these goals that are, you know, I'm I'm struggling with this, but I know what it is and I want to know what I can do in order to get rid of it, transmute it, you know, convert it, you know, apply it to my life, whatever those things are. And the coach is the one to do that. Um, The coach isn't going to want to dig around in all of your psychological traumas and console you and try to help you get over them. That's just not the training or or the work that they want to do. That's very important work. But it's also very specialized, and yeah. uh, you know, a coach is, is better suited to you know help you reach your potential rather than help you clear your past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly the goal of coaching. And so, moving forward to your future, reach your potential, create the life you truly want. And the coaching can be therapeutic in a way. It's a secret space where you sit, where you're fully heard. When where there is no judgment, there is just a co-creation and exploration. So in that sense, it can be therapeutic, but that's not the number one goal, as also Rob was saying. And it can be that sometimes we may found traumas or other things in the lower unconscious that are blocking our life or the client's life right now, right? And so that will be addressed in the coaching session. 
right? Unless it's, again, because there will be a dress because the client is ready and understand that can move forward. So it's not stuck or in, in this lower and lower traumas, lower unconscious and cannot move. In that case, I will have to have a therapist or like also Laura said, maybe that can be a combination of therapy and coaching at the same time. But generally, like my clients are all people that are, are ready to move forward. So if there is something, well, I will work uh, with certain tools uh, exploring what is that, but always with the idea of like now I take that and I unlock the qualities behind that that has been hidden and so that we can move forward. Like another example, a difference like um, from the book, it's a book, Becoming Professional Life Coach, and there is like a table explaining the difference between therapy, mentoring, consulting, and coaching like an interesting difference how emotions are seen by these different um, professionals. Well, a therapist, a therapy assumes that many emotions are symptoms of something wrong. While a coach assumes emotions are natural and normalizes them and see emotion as a sign. That's what Laura shared one, one time mm -hmm. in one of our group coaching. Mm -hmm. the, tomorrow is the last day of our integrate program yeah I mean, that was such a great program i'm so glad we did that and i'm, I'm looking forward to like many more but yeah in, in the program and one of the things i typically say to a lot of my clients is that you know our emotions are our first signal that's when you're feeling that emotion like that's your key like we don't want to deter our emotions we don't want to not feel them they are our key to what's going on in our in our psyche and so we need to dive into them and really explore them and see where they're coming from and and not like you know try and, and hide them or to shovel them down or you know mm -hmm. stuff them away somewhere in a closet like it's most definitely good to experience that emotion. But um, for me, it's like, that's you, that's your key. So I always tell people, all right, how did you feel? Tune into your emotions. What is that's, that's your first thing that's going to guide you is your emotions. Mm -hmm. Like anger. <laughs> like when you feel anger or whatever, like it's like... You, know, you should you should feel that emotion. You know you should process it, right? And I know Rob like agrees with this. Um, yes, I'm dealing with anger today. Yeah, and, and I don't want to stuff it down and no. save it for later. And I don't agree that you should stuff it down, right? That I think it's a very good thing that you're feeling it and allowing it to to you know go through you, right? But um, and the whole key there is you have to process it right and then let it go i'm exploring it first you're exploring mm -hmm. the yeah thing. you know i want to be like a big fat hog and lie down in it and roll around and <laughs> cover myself in it and you know really really feel it really understand where it's coming from mm -hmm. and um you know once i am able to do that i can let it go yeah. But I don't want to just pretend it's not there. Yeah. Right. Because it'll, it, it'll come back at you. <laughs> yes, it will. Yeah. So I appreciate you exploring it yeah. all you want. You're welcome. <laughs> I may go for a jog later and work it out. Yeah, that's a, a good way to, like, 
you know, welcoming all the emotions that are coming. Because, like, sometimes, probably when we started working with the medicine, I would say, like, you start saying, I should have been over this. And then repressing certain emotions. Or even, generally, we may repress certain emotions anyway. Yeah. But now, when you repress emotions, first of all, what you resist persists, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Second, whatever emotion you're repressing, then you're eventually going to repress also the good ones. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, there, and there, as Laura was saying, I even, even Rob, like, how, can, how do you know when what's the root? What is there? There. So it's important to explore that yeah explore it Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's interesting to contemplate you know whether if i wanted someone to talk to about my anger would i go to a coach or a therapist i I would feel a coach is probably more appropriate because Mm -hmm. it's a current situation that you know has me um you know, expressing myself in my current state about mm-hmm. current events and, you know, potentially future stuff. I'm not reveling in the past about something that happened to me that's I'm triggered by. I don't know. Maybe I'm triggered by, you know, the event and that's where the anger's coming from. But I don't know. I live with two coaches. Maybe I need a therapist. Let's come into that session after this. Uh, yeah, no, I think no, you're okay. Two coaches to help you out. Made me do a breathing exercise. You didn't even do it. I I half-assed my way through it. Come on, dealing with some anger here, please. So, like for these steps, emotion or any anger, like how I would approach that. First of all, knowing that, yeah, like feeling that, staying that, breathe without judgment. And while breathing, see if there's anything that comes out, like image or thoughts, whatever. And after your situation, at first I will let you vent, yeah. vent, 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 and then see what's still left and go into that. Mm-hmm. And then finding a way, uh, let's say creative way to release the energy in some some ways. So one, Rob already said, going for a walk which is, uh, or run, so which is like... Uh, changing that energy on a horizontal way as is, is said so you change it for in the body right yeah. in the case or you can change it for create something right mm-hmm. or then you can use it to transmute mm-hmm. so uh, myself I see anger it's really I finally got into anger like I need to vent it or find a way to express it that can be like writing an email and writing everything like mm-hmm. go after <laughs> Yeah, write it six times, but delete all of them. <laughs> delete all of them. <laughs> and then the anger that becomes a fire, and that helps me create. So I transmute that. And so that I will, I will guide my client, wherever they're at, and also be able to transmit energies. Maybe for a client, we just a, a walk, a run. Mm-hmm. Maybe for another, we'll be able to do more. And that's all okay. Um, yeah. What would you do? Hmm. I think there's something very similar. I mean, it's really just uh, inviting the client to feel that emotion, to really sit with it, explore it, really, like, get it out, you know, talk about it. Like, I'm a big proponent of talking, so, you know, when you're feeling something, you know, really, like, let's hash it, talk, say what's the first thing on your mind, like, go for it, and 
don't really like hinder yourself in any way. Just like let it all up, free flow, you know, say anything and everything that comes out and just allow it to be in fruition. And then <clears throat> no, no need to analyze it, just get it out. And then, um, and then once you are able to sort of, okay, I've said everything I need to say, <laughs> like it, you, you've gotten all of it out, then it's like, okay, now it's time to really like dive in. You said this, this, and this, right now let's like, let's really explore that, right? All right. Mm-hmm. And like really go into it a little bit more and see how we can further release it and, um, and transmute it truly. Do you like our plan? <laughs> so you like I, our plan with, that we're going to do with you? Are you signing up? No, no, I, uh, uh, no. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I've already vented. Um, I did some of those emails, and I didn't delete them. I hit send. And uh, um, I don't know. You know, yeah. I need to work it out. But, um, you know, I mean, whether you get into doing artwork or you want to go garden or you like to drive cars, it doesn't matter what it is. Just immerse yourself in something where you don't necessarily have to do a whole lot of thinking about whatever pissed you off. Mm-hmm. And for me, just going out and putting on a headphones and running around seems to do the trick for me. Mm-hmm. I like to do that. Um, when I'm not feeling well either, so like yeah. mentally or physically. That's good. But anyway, going back to like coaching, like I really love coaching so much that I myself still doing co-coaching with um, one of the the person I studied with at first. Mm-hmm. And I remember at first I was I had this false idea of like oh I should be all perfect and healed and and I was like. No, when you believe in something that so much, you you use it, right? When you be, you know, like it will be like selling something and oh no no, like like Steve Jobs, I don't use any iPhone. Right. <laughs> I use Google phone. <laughs> so when coaching is so useful for anything because it's just like and actually. The more you know about it, that's why sometimes I like to share some information with uh, my clients, because the more you know what you're doing, understanding what are the coaching techniques, the more you're collaborating, the more you get out of that, mm-hmm. because it's, it's such an important work, and sometimes I feel, okay, I have these feelings, uh, or whatever is happening in my life, because it doesn't mean that you're all healed and nothing's going to happen. Your life still will throw things at you, and you will keep growing. And so there is you stepping up and growing. And so, when all this that you're facing in your life, having a coach that is there with you is so helpful. And sometimes I do see it and use my own coaching and journal. And other time I feel like I totally need this person, the presence, mm-hmm. the not judgmental presence and helping me bring in this question that I may not see myself yeah uh, even if I try to ask myself even if I'm a coach but from an outside point of view a fresh point of view it just brings so much more exploration in yourself than you can ever do by yourself even if you're a coach it's true yeah you know and <clears throat> we're very lucky that like gosh 
we know so many coaches, right? Mm -hmm. They're our best friends. And so it's really nice that we can go to them and say, hey, I need you not as a friend today. I need you as a coach today. Can you help me with this? I'm really struggling here. And I'm, I'm caught in the same thoughts or I get the same emotions and I don't know how to, you know, really process this and I need your help. Um, and it's nice to, like, have sort of, like, uh, you know, that group of people that you can turn to um, for that because we all do. We all need it. We all go through, like, what you were saying, like, no one's perfect. There's not a, not, there's not a single person in this world that is perfect. Just in case you were wondering, people. Including no coaches. One, yeah, and, and that includes your psychiatrists your and your therapists yeah. and your coaches. No one is perfect, and we all need help. Because mm -hmm. um, life throws us curveballs all the time, and it's just we're all human, so we all need that um, assistance. And so it's not a weakness to need help. Um, in fact, it's the exact opposite. If you're strong enough to say, I do need help, help me, then um, that says a lot about you as your, and your character. Yeah, as we sit here and talk about this, and I, you know, find myself in in my anger box, <laughs> and you know, consider what I should do. I, I can't help but think, like, you know, there's a lot of people out there that would make different choices in my exact same position. Um, and I think it just has to do with how you feel at, at the particular moment. You know, for me right now, I feel like, you know, having someone to talk to and a coach, they're going to help me understand what I can or should do in my current state. Um, and that's very different than going to a therapist who's going to try to help me understand why I'm feeling this way and what caused it, where it's coming from. And if it's a re reoccurring event in my life, then, yeah, that's probably something I would want a therapist to help me out with. Because if I'm always walking around angry, well, my issue isn't that I'm angry. angry. My issue is that I'm always angry and I'm triggered. Okay. Um, but that isn't really necessarily the where I feel that I am at the moment. So I would have to say that the coach for me at this point would be probably the direction I would choose. And I'm lucky I get to pick my poison. I got two here. Another one's on her way. She'll be here <laughs> in a little bit. That's right. yeah. And then I probably have another four I could call at any moment. Right. Yeah. You're you lucky. Yeah. Some people might say that. <laughs> Always being coached. But it's good. And also, like, yeah. as Laura was saying, um, that we have friends or coaches. So, and so there is a really distinctive difference between the dialogue that we're like out of our coaching hat and like just friends and mm -hmm. this dialogue is more of a back and forth right like yeah. normal dialogue and when we're like okay I need to use support as a coach sit with your coach hat yeah and at that point it will be more active listening mm -hmm. powerful question it will exactly. not be like because I remember my brother one time we were going to therapy together I mean to the same therapist but not at the same time and he was saying at a certain point he was saying well it's just like talking with a friend why would I pay someone hmm. right so and he was not seeing that it's not like talking with a friend because when we talk with our friends many times as friends we are like we have the tendency to say oh no 
but you're good, you're great. Mm-hmm. And that is trying to encourage the person. That's what we think. But we're actually deep inside. And even the person here doesn't probably know consciously. Deep inside, you are invalidating the person's feelings. Mm-hmm. You are invalidating their feelings. And slowly they will... They will start feeling they cannot share anymore because, like, it's invalidating, and or the ones that will get addicted to have that validation because they're insecure, oh. and so feeding that invalidation. So that could be the two ways that they go in normal dialogue, and it's all okay. Doesn't mean you need to change how you talk with your friends, but you need yeah. to understand what would be a difference to talk with a coach or a therapist if you need a therapist. That you are, all your feelings are welcome, and we're there as a coach to from the feelings or images, or we work with many other psychological functions. It's all to, like, again, like they elaborate or digging together, exploring together, and see what's there, what's behind, mm-hmm. and what was quality, and what we can bring into your life that is emerging right now for you right so how are you becoming mm-hmm. what you may be mm-hmm. right so and like you know, I'll sort of circle back to like the beginning of our conversation when we talked about agency and how the people um, our clients would need to want to work on that so, so they, they it's it's as if they are saying okay I'm now saying please guide me please help me explore these emotions mm-hmm. and if your client or the person who you're talking to isn't ready for that then it nothing will happen no no progress is going to happen it's just going to be like a wall talking to a wall so when someone comes to you you know and says oh i, I want to talk it's very it's it's good to say okay well what you know where are you coming from do you want my guidance do you want my help or are you just looking for someone to listen mm-hmm. you know because sometimes people just want someone to listen yes. to them it's super right? important so That's yeah important. so yeah. sometimes it's 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 the same thing when you are looking for a coach like sometimes you know there are people that sometimes they really just want someone to listen to them and they will pay you because they have no one in their life who listens to them mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's uh, when you're dealing with family and friends, sometimes people tell you what you want to hear, but they're also yes. biased to the situation. Mm-hmm. And a coach isn't going to carry any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're being a dumbass, they're going to say you're being a dumbass. Mm-hmm. And if you should be doing something rather than you know something else, they're going to be like, "Dude, stop doing something else. That's not serving you right." And you know, when I look back through through my life, I've I've had many different types of coaches. And there are some coaches I didn't like at all, but they were great coaches. And I may not have liked them because they were critical of me when they should have been. And just my ego probably didn't like it. Um, So, you know, it's not always, you know, the best path to pick someone familiar and comfortable. You know, sometimes you need to step out of that comfort zone and, and go get somebody who doesn't have any past history with you, doesn't know your story, mm-hmm. um, and isn't going to you know, tell you things to make you feel better. Because that's literally not the reason why you're going to a coach. You go to a therapist for that. <laughs> so I would like to conclude to share a tip, and then each one of us can share a tip. So 
as we're talking about active listening that can be a tip i can share and you can use more in your life so just like sit and listen to the person without giving advice Mm. okay without giving tips just sit and listen and if you notice yourself that that's what you need you can just openly ask please so the other person know please can you just listen to me without giving me advice and feedback i just need someone that hear me mm-hmm. that would be my tip you can use in, uh, all of you in your life yeah and active active listening is it's one of the hardest tools really to um, learn and to uh, cultivate right because it really requires you to sit and listen and pay attention to what the person's saying and you would be amazed at how often people do not active listen you know, they've got other thoughts going on and they've got a grocery list going on in their head and they're kind of half listening to you, but not really. And they're so, just waiting to say what they have in their mind, just loading up the queue and waiting until you're done talking, not even paying attention. Yeah. And it's like so, I'm doing now. I got a good point. Hurry up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth. And so practicing active listening, like really, and you can do it every day. You can practice it every day with, like, with conversations that you have with your kids or your family members or your teacher or like any you, the person at the grocery store like just listen to them for that 30 seconds to a minute to whatever the conversation is it doesn't matter see how present you are in the conversation just by listening like and see how good or not good you are at it and just by doing that it'll, you can gauge all right how, what do I need to work on uh, in terms of listening because I'll tell you, like, as a coach, that's one of our number one things that we have to do is listen, active mm-hmm. listening, right? Not only just hearing them, but we actually have to hear that, like, literally listen to what they're saying and understand where they're coming from and hear the emotions and, and recall, like, everything that, that they're talking to us about. And so um, it's really an important skill to learn. And so for anyone that um, is listening that wants to practice that, you know, um, I highly recommend it. I think it's good for every single person to have that skill. There's a reason they call it being present because Mm -hmm. it's an absolute gift in order to sit there and listen to somebody and have them be seen and heard. It really means a lot. Um, my tip would be to, if, if any of this resonates with you and you're curious about coaching, you know, go sit down by yourself and just run through a quick session on your own on what you think you would want to address, what you would want to talk about, what you're trying to strive for. Mm-hmm. And that can help you understand who you really need. And maybe you just need a mentor. Maybe you just need someone to listen to. Maybe you do need a coach. And if you do need a coach, then you're going to be able to um, have at least a framework for where you're at and what you want to work on and where you want to get to. And, and that kind of information is going to be invaluable for a coach because if you don't have you know any guidance or direction or frame of reference for where you're at you know there's going to be a lot of time spent trying to figure that kind of stuff out 
So, you know, go spend some time, close the door by yourself, get out a piece of paper and just start writing stuff down. You're not going to write anything down that's wrong. There's no wrong way to do it. Just sit with yourself and, you know, determine, you know, what's going to be your best course of action. You can do this. You got it. And do it with cacao. <laughs> it's a beautiful tip. I think there's so much we can share about coaching and we can do, we will do more podcasts about this. Also, like, you can share with us what would, would you like us to talk or what would you like us to go deeper into the coaching or any other subject about plant medicine, mm -hmm. coaching, integration, personal development. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we would love to hear from you. So give us any kind of feedback and let us know what you think. Thank you for listening. Love you all. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. Check out you later.